a big trade going with the Philadelphia Eagles and winding up with the number 16 and number 18 pick in this year's draft. What was your initial reaction to that? And how much did that change your outlook on how this draft could be for the Saints? Well, yeah, I mean, it looks as though Mickey Loomis, Dennis Allen, those guys are being aggressive. This whole offseason, they've really been aggressive. I know at the start of free agency, people were kind of questioning exactly what the Saints' motives were. But if you examine how they pursued Deshaun Watson and how aggressive they were uh, in their pursuit with uh, even Gail Benson being a part of the recruiting efforts, it was uh, a sign that this Saints team doesn't believe that it's about uh, – rebuilding. It's about just reloading with the talent that is already on board and how they can enhance it and be able to still be in position to be contenders in the NFC South as well as the whole NFL. So I I like the aggressiveness. I like the fact that if you have two first-round draft choices and somebody, a couple people were like, Oh, well, the Saints are going They're just going to package it and possibly move up with, let's say, the Giants or the Jets or somebody to that nature, right? I don't know if it's going to be beneficial for them to do so. We're talking still, we, we, we have uh, a couple guys on the roster that are aging, some key players uh, like Cam Jordan and those guys. So it may be beneficial for the New Orleans Saints after losing Armstead and uh, Marcus Williams and uh, people to that nature to kind of stay pat. See what you can be able to pick up in the first round. Two guys uh, that could possibly be cornerstone uh, players like a wide receiver or offensive lineman or an edge rusher. Someone that you could be able to count on in the future. So I like what they're doing. I like how Mickey Loomis is positioning themselves. And they're sitting in two spots that you have to believe the New Orleans Saints can be able to really use and uh, find some good talent after certain uh, other teams are going to possibly make a run and make some reaches as well. I'd agree with you. I think the fact that you are going towards this direction and getting a really good place to have two first-round picks pretty much back-to-back, and if you want to get some good players, I think this is the perfect opportunity to do so because you don't have to go too high or too low because I think around that time is whenever you hit that run of players that I think the Saints need to focus in on and key in on, namely wide receiver and offensive tackle. That's kind of where my big mantra has been where do you kind of lie in all of that, and how do you see the Saints maybe using those two picks if, of course, they do keep them? We'll save that conversation of what happens if they do kind of decide to do what you said, maybe a little bit of trade package for the next question. Yeah, I, I don't like the trade package deal, but I do like what you, how you're positioning it as well, Clint. Uh, let's say an offensive tackle, uh, a guy like Pennington, uh, I mean Penning, and uh, then you have somebody like Jamison Williams out of Alabama, which would be a great pick in in my estimation because he doesn't immediately have to come in and start the first few weeks of the season. Uh, coming off of the ALC, I mean ACL uh, injury, um, 
then he could be able to have some time to kind of get himself acclimated to the NFL, get himself up to speed by mid-season if he's ready to be introduced into the lineup. He'll be a great addition because Jameis Winston needs a guy, a couple of guys, who could be able to take that top edge off of a defense and throw the ball to, you know? And a lot of people, if you look at Jameis's talent and his ability, he did it uh, with Deontay Harris a few times last season, right? Um, and he also did it with Marquez uh, Callaway. So he has that big downfield potential to, to be able to find and locate the receiver. So let's accentuate that with somebody like a, a Williamson uh, um, and also somebody like, uh, let's say, what's that kid from uh, USC, Drake London, right? So if we can get somebody that he could be able to use, and Drake London is, Man, look at his size and his ability. That that's somebody that we could be able to say, all right, cool. Just in case something doesn't go quite right in the next couple of years with uh, Michael Thomas, Drake London could possibly be that Michael Thomas esque type of receiver for the New Orleans Saints. So uh, I, I like that part. And we do need to find somebody to replace Teron Armstead. I don't care what people say. James Hurst is a great um, backup, <laughs> contingency guy, <laughs> uh, full-time starter. I don't know if he could be a full-time starter for the entire couple of years. Um, maybe this season. And he did a great job. Man, I'm not besmirching his name, but... Trevor Penning is a guy that has quick feet, he's nasty, he's explosive, he knows how to use his hands, and, you know, you have to really just think, being at his size and level and what he's been able to do in northern Iowa, you have to be able to like that pick as well. Talk right now with Kyle T. Mosley, part of the Saints News Network, part of Sports Illustrated. And, you know, we talk about everything going on with the Saints and those two draft picks, kind of the the crux of the entire conversation of the Saints over the last month or so, or the last two weeks, I should say, involving this. But I think everybody's been talking about it ever since free agency began, before Jameis Winston was even signed, before the whole Deshaun Watson sweepstakes was, are the Saints going to draft a quarterback in this year's draft after they seemingly forfeited that pick in day three to get a guy like Ian Book in the spot that they did. Now we look at what they're going to wind up doing with those picks, and there's been reports coming out from Jordan Schultz of the Four Letter Network. He brought up the fact that potentially the Saints could package those two deals to go up and go get somebody Mike like Malik Willis. How much have you heard that lately, and how much are you trying to just speak that out of existence? Because I'm honestly getting tired of the whole Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral hype train. The Saints just signed a quarterback. They've got three, if not four, if you count Taysom Hill as the in-case-emergency break glass. Why in the world do you need another QB to fill those ranks? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I could say it like this, Clint. National media usually has a different perspective on the New Orleans Saints, right? And in all fairness to them as well as what we do, I think when you look at you have Jameis Winston, 
You have a, a really quality backup in Andy Dalton. Then you have Taysom Hill in Kesa, right? But you have to talk about grooming the young kid from Notre Dame, right? And you have to be able to consider that and take that into effect. I don't know if Malik, nor I'm not too certain if Pickett really fits the profile for working well with with uh, with the offensive scheme that the New Orleans Saints are going to employ. You, you follow? So yeah. Pete Carmichael may have a different viewpoint of what he wants in a quarterback. And I, I have to applaud the things they've been pretty quiet about how they view the offense, right? Uh, they really haven't said much there um, other than Mickey Loomis said that he is looking at the wide receiver position, right? And usually when uh, Mr. Loomis speaks those type of words, that really weighs a lot and it really takes shape in the, the draft process. So I, I think if the Saints decide to package both both of their deals and move up, it's because somebody within that front office really strongly feels that that player, whoever the player is, can be an immediate starter on the team. If you sit at both of those spots, somebody could possibly fall to your, your way, the best positions uh, available, for the New Orleans Saints, like you said, is to be able to have a wide receiver and offensive lineman. Uh, also, you may have uh, somebody to fall like a great edge rusher. You know, so and offensive linemen are kind of uh, plentiful in this particular draft, but you need to have somebody who can be able to get there and be able to, under a rookie contract, stay with the Saints for another three, four years and hopefully fifth-year option, right, that if you get them in the first round, you have a quality person. And the best quality person, in my opinion, is right now Trevor Penning. I would love to see somebody like that in that number. And while we're talking on the quarterback front, Kyle, I think we need to look at Jameis Winston. You bring up the fact that they've been kind of mum on how they want to use the quarterback in this system. How much confidence do you think they have in Jameis Winston, based off of the relatively small sample size he had before the injury bug kind of caught him up, and we wound up seeing uh, almost a veritable carousel of quarterbacks during the latter half of that season. How much confidence do you think they have in Jameis Winston with everything that he had to deal with last season and how he's looking post-injury? Well, that's the million-dollar question, right? Um the pursuit of Deshaun Watson was telling. I don't know if it was that they weren't confident in Jameis or that they got caught up in the the hunt, <laughs> so to speak, uh, of having someone of Deshaun Watson's talent and ability. Younger guy, hasn't been injured, as much he's had some nicks and bruises while at Houston, but nothing significant, right? And you have a quarterback who has a significant injury with his left knee, that 
played a lot into their decision to pursue Watson. But like Jameis said, he had to have some really serious conversations with the New Orleans Saints because he did feel like there was no confidence in his ability, right? And I think all of all in all, these guys have probably worked through that situation. Now, Jameis has a two-year contract. Andy Dalton has a uh, contract with the Saints. You have guys who have veteran ability to be able to come in and help the New Orleans Saints offense out. I always like Big Red uh, Andy Dalton. So uh, I don't know if it was a lack of confidence in Jameis, the quarterback, because he proved you know, notching a five and two record with the Saints last season before that horse collar tackle by Devin White, that he was on the right track. Was it smooth going those first seven games? No, because I think they were still kind of feeling their way out. I think Sean Payton was kind of feeling out his quarterback and Jameis Winston was, you know, trying to acclimate himself to the offense. But you have to say, you know, let's put this behind us. Now let's move forward. We can't do anything about what happened last season. All we have right now is today and in the future that we can be able to work on. And I think right now building that trust back and working with Pete Carmichael and understanding the system that he's been familiar with the past three seasons now is going to be more for Jameis going forward and the team going forward than what or if they do or don't have confidence in his ability. You know, does that make sense? No, no, it makes perfect sense, Kyle. And one more before I let you go. We, we talk about more of the quarterback and what they need to do in the first round, but outside of that, what are some focus points that the Saints are going to need to zero in on over the next, let's say, two weeks or so leading into the draft and what they need to focus in on with guys they're going to get in those day two and day three picks, or could they wind up trading those some of those day threes and move up in the draft and kind of in their weekend a little early? Yeah, um, that's a good question. You know, they've always been very active, especially day twos, and finding ways to move up into certain spots, uh, finding players that they really like and key in on. There's some really good, talented, uh, young offensive guards, and there's a lineman uh, um, that is really good that could possibly be available in case they don't go for a lineman in the first round. But I think also you got to look at the linebacker position, the tight end position. I know we signed um, P.J., uh, but I, I really think that – the Saints need somebody who could be a dynamic force at the tight end position. I love the kid from Dayton. Troutman was great. I think he had some learning pains, <laughs> made some mistakes. But all in all, uh, that's a growth process, being a rookie, right? Um, you still need to have somebody to compliment him. I know uh, the Saints still need a safety out there. There's a young kid. That reminds me so much of Marcus uh, Williams out of Florida A&M University because, you know, I also cover HBCUs. Yep. Uh, his name is our, our Marquis Bell, and uh, he's a, a tremendous find out there, and he may fit the Saints 
uh, profile. So there are some good talent out there that's coming from lower uh, lower positions and lower schools who you may not list them as high names on the list uh, of these draft boards, but I think New Orleans and the way Jeff Ireland has done the scouting over the years, they're going to find some good talent, and hopefully they'll be able to find some of those um, guys that they can position depth-wise to help the, the agent front-line guys. Kyle, appreciate you so much for coming on, my man. We'll talk to you down the road. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, brother. Same to you, Clint. Take care.